Well, hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super smart, immersive vacation planning wife, Michelle. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thank you, baby. So ridiculous, but we're so glad to have you with us. I'll be recording this episode on Sunday, September 6th, 2020. A very happy Labor Day weekend to everybody out there, especially to those of you who are cast members at um, all the Disney parks around the world. We really appreciate all you do to make sure our vacations, our stays, our trips are wonderful, and especially during these you know, weird times that we're going through right now. Um, We really appreciate that. But also we want to make a special shout out to those of you who have been out on the front lines through this entire weird time we're going through that have had to battle on a day in and day out basis to make sure we're as healthy, as safe as possible. That includes Michelle, (laughs) by the way. Uh, But also not only just the, you know, the the, uh, healthcare workers and the first responders, but I also want to shout out to the grocery store workers, the delivery drivers, those of you that have helped kept uh, keep, you know, food coming to us, groceries coming to us, um, all the things that you've done to make sure we've made it through these last several months. We really appreciate that. And I also want to shout out to everybody out there who is maybe scuffling during this time because maybe your job is either you're, you're on a, 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 maybe not a layoff, but some sort of a break furlough. from your furlough. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. As usual, <laughs> Michelle saves me. A furlough, a break. Maybe your job did go away, or maybe you have a small business that's struggling right now. Uh, you know, things will get better. Uh, and we are here to support you, and we believe in you, and we know that eventually you're going to get back to where you want to be. So um, please celebrate this Labor Day and know that we are thinking about you, Michelle, and myself. Right. We're rooting for you. and. Kudos to small businesses yes, and yes. support small businesses. So important. So important. Please uh, please help the small businesses out there around your community. They are so important to everybody, especially those restaurants that have been struggling, mm-hmm. um, maybe the small uh, nail hair you know, places right. or whatever. Um, things that have had difficulty trying to make it through this time and maneuver these circumstances that we're in. Right. So. Anyway, we move on. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... You can sign up for the newsletter. And if you did that prior to this week, you actually had uh, some extra little benefits Pixie Dust sent your way for voting purposes. Yes. And so it's always a great idea to sign up for that newsletter. Yeah, please sign up for the newsletter. We're doing a lot of stuff on there. You are usually the first to be in the know if you're signed up in the newsletter of what we have going on around the Hyperion Adventures podcast world, whether it be episodes... Um, we want your input. Um, I put out a, you know, a link to a new recipe or sometimes a classic recipe on the Disney Dishes blog every week. It's just a way to kind of stay in the loop. And as Michelle said last week, and we hope you listen to it because we had so much fun last week oh with God. Pat and Charles from it the Conversations podcast. Laughed a bunch. I hope <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode or watched the YouTube video, by the way, yet, which is maybe even more entertaining than even just listening to the podcast, um, please do so. But yes, we did um, have a poll uh, based on all of our pitches that we put out right. there, Pat, Charles, and myself. And um, we have a winner. We do. Drum roll. Yes. Michelle will announce the winner here. Yes. With 68% of the votes, 
Jar Jar and the Fat Man was the winner. <laughs> Good pitch, baby. All the pitches were great. <laughs> I think they all would have been great shows. Uh, to be honest with you, if I, if I were to vote, uh, my vote probably would have gone with uh, Pat's. I thought that his pitch for, um, what was it? Um, Shoot, why Masters, Masters of, of the, the order. order. Thank you very much. <laughs> Boy, Michelle saving my <laughs> bacon already in this show. Uh, Masters of the Order with Plo Kloon and Kit Fisto and, you know, looking for younglings uh, to bring into, you know, to, to teach them the ways of the force from across the galaxy, I think is a fascinating pitch. And uh, I would love to see that actually made into a right. Star Wars series. But we had a lot of fun with it. If you didn't hear our pitches, they're entertaining. Right. They're Charles's fun. was great also. Charles was great. I would have voted for that. Michelle's had some great pitches of her <laughs> own that she threw out there before we even got started. So please, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go check that out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We really appreciate that they joined us and did an amazing job with some awesome ideas. And it was, like you said, it was so much fun. And if you haven't, like you said, if you haven't listened to it or seen it, you will not be disappointed. No, not at all. You will laugh a lot along right. with us. So uh, also on the newsletter this week, we announced our next category for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Uh, that's out there now. I put it out on social media as well. But uh, in case you're not on one of those things, if you're not listening, uh, subscribe to the newsletter or following us on social media, why aren't you? Uh, but if you're not, here's what we're looking for for this week. We'll have one more week to gather nominations for it and then we'll put it up and we'll tell you who it will be on the final ballot. So this category is a parks category. I love it. It is best classic Disney park attractions. So basically anything that was open in Disneyland or the Walt Disney World Resort prior to 1990, so it's at least 30 years old, mm -hmm. uh, is going to be up for, and it, it could be past or present. They don't need to still exist. If it was something you really love that doesn't exist anymore, or is, there's only you know it's only in one park or the other, that's fine. As long as it was open before 1990, uh, it is up for nomination. So please get those votes in. Uh, tell us your top five uh, favorite classic Disney park attractions. Yeah, I was really excited to see that you you created that topic. And I think it's going to be a struggle to really yeah. even narrow down to five for the All nominations. All these are struggles. I mean, last time when we were doing the sidekicks, right. I, I was just talking to you yesterday. I, I wish I'd put that one on my list too. <laughs> I, know. You know, I wish that one had made a nomination because uh, they're, just, they're just so tough. But right. uh, still, it's you know a lot of these, if we get enough votes in, a lot of them, even if you don't necessarily think they're going to make it, somebody else will vote for them. And a lot right. of times they will make it on the final ballot and then it becomes a little bit easier to kind of vote for them as they sure. make it that far. So... Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, we did put it out on social media. Hopefully you were following on us on social media. If you're not, you can check us out on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We are, as I already talked about, on YouTube. You can watch a lot of our episodes on YouTube. We release those usually Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how slow I am at video editing. <laughs> it's just the complexity sometimes. Yeah, I am the sloth of video <laughs> editing for sure. Uh, but if you want to find us on YouTube, you just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We'll come up. If you hit subscribe, then anytime we have a new video, you will know about it and you can watch it at your leisure. Yeah, and... and 
hopefully you all have had a chance to check those out and you enjoyed them. And please give us some feedback. We love it. Yeah, we do. We love all that feedback from everybody out there. And also, if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from people. Um, we get a lot of great feedback. We get some some actual great ideas. You know, just feedback. We love it. We yeah. appreciate it. And even constructive criticism we we really do take that into consideration mm-hmm. and really appreciate it yeah any way we can be more interactive with you if you want to just say hi if you want to say we're going to the parks um are you going to be heading out there we can meet right. up or you know if you want to suggest a topic whatever the case may be please hit us up at our gmail account also we love reviews reviews are mm-hmm. very helpful to us i mean obviously the easiest way for people to find out about the show is to tell a friend right but reviews help in other ways in regards to when people do a search for podcasts. A lot of times shows that get more reviews, higher ratings will come up more quickly. And so people who maybe not have the you know, the um, idea that we even exist right. out there, they will find out about us. And as a matter of fact, we did get a review this week, a nice. five-star review. Uh, it's very kind. Uh, and here it is. It's called, it, it was titled great fun show with Aww. an exclamation point. We always appreciate <laughs> the exclamation points it says, love the show. It's fun, informative, and a great way to spend some time. And that is from Snow White RP. So wow. I don't know who you are, Snow White RP, thank but you. thank you very much that for the review. Lot. We really appreciate it. If you leave a review, we will read them on the air as well. So that's so sweet. Thank you. Yes, we really appreciate it so very much. So on to today's show, we have lots of stuff for you on today's show, including we now know when we'll get to revisit the clan of two in a galaxy far, far away. We'll talk a bit about that. One of the most hard rocking bands is reportedly reworking one of its bigger hits for an upcoming Disney film. Mm. What's that about? Who's the band? We'll tell you about that. (laughs) And there are more dining options that are getting ready to reopen at the Walt Disney World Resort. Fun, fun, fun. Yes. So I may be sharing some of that in my presentation. Oh, she may be beating my story. I may be. I may not have to read the story (laughs) later, but as long as it gets told one way or the other, Michelle will do a great job at it. It's all fine. So let's get to our main topic of the week. So yes, this week we are going to explore maybe some ideas for planning an immersive Disney vacation, whether it be for the entire vacation or just a day, an afternoon, whatever the case may be. We're going to give you a few ideas. There are so many ways to have an immersive Disney vacation. We can't possibly cover them all, Mm -hmm. but we're going to go through a few of them that we think, uh, you know, it might be some fun for you. Right, right. And, you know, even if you're a veteran of going to the parks, it's just taking that moment to look at it differently and appreciate it in another way and have some additional fun than what you would expect. Yeah. I, you know, if you've gone to the parks, maybe you've done a ride heavy day, attraction heavy day, whatever the case may be, you've gone numerous times and you're looking to, you know, kind of explore them in a different way right. or make, maybe it's for a different kind of celebration. Maybe you're going as adults without the kids for one of the mm-hmm. first times ever, whatever the case may be. Uh, we're going to try and give you some ideas on ways 
space to explore the parks. But again, there are so many different right. things you can do to immerse yourself in whatever particular category you want to. We can't possibly get them all, but uh, we think we found some cool ones that you might be interested in. Right. It was, like you said, it, there is a lot. It was kind of hard to narrow for the sake of having a podcast episode be within reasonable time <laughs> i did too i think i, you I did, did too, too as well yes okay so and uh, i don't know about for michelle i did this based on well for one thing we're talking about disneyland like disneyland's actually open you know mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. they'll be soon we'll see um but also you know for when times are a little more standard maybe you know and there could be some things that we that have been open in the past that I'm telling you about right now that there's possible they may not open in the same way, but just without the other, that knowledge going into it, I'm just going to go based on what we know as Mm -hmm. what the, the parks, what the resorts would kind of be like uh, if everything gets and when everything kind of gets back to the way we've experienced it for so many years. Yeah. I mean, I think similarly, I, I approached it. I did, you know, highlight what you can do now and then throw in some things of what we've experienced in the past that hopefully, like you said, will come back either the same or close to what our experiences have been. But um, that way, if somebody's got some plans coming up in the near future and things aren't fully open, you still can have a way to uh, approach the parks in an immersive type of vacation planning. And if you're brand new to go to the parks, hopefully this will be helpful to say, hey, Disney World has a lot to offer that I wasn't focused on that direction. And maybe I need to, whether it's one of our topics or another thing that draws you to the parks, say, hey, I'm going to research that aspect of it. Right. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, knowing if you're planning a trip for next week or next month, even, mm-hmm. or maybe even a couple months from now, uh, it, some of these things may not be available to you or available to you in the way that we're proposing. Uh, but if they are, and when they do, because I, I believe that things are at some point <laughs> going to get back to what we know as normal uh, <laughs> out of the parks, then you can maybe look towards doing one of these things or you create your own immersive right. Disney vacation. And maybe some of these will be some ideas that will lead you to what you're looking for. So let's start with Michelle and her first pick at an immersive vacation. I, I know, I think I know one that she's done, but I don't know both of them. So I'm you, interested. You might not. I <laughs> Probably not. (laughs) Because I think one of the things we talked about was um, doing a princess one. Uh And I really, I thought about that. I I feel like a lot of people know about going with that concept, whether they're taking, like you said, if it's just for couples or with kids. So I kind of wanted to go a little bit off the beaten path. I knew I should have taken the princess one. I, I was know. like, you know, I'd be kind of funny if I did the princess one. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know, when it's all said and done, probably the female of us, you know, really talking about princesses would probably make more sense for people. Should have taken the princesses one. I, when you had the chance, shoot, well, shoot. <laughs> we can look forward to another episode right. on immersive vacationing. Uh, yes. I guess so. Uh, anyway, I, mean, I am interested to hear what you're right. uh, going to talk about. So my first one is romance oh. so i have vicky and minnie here oh, so cute. the, the oh, ultimate i don't know if you can see him on the camera here, right but cinderella and uh prince charming that's are right behind us. See, yes. that's why again i asked for this uh display yes. <laughs> so um talking about romance and again you're thinking you know maybe as a couple 
happen, right? So starting, and, and the way I approached it was like, you know, where would be a great place to stay? What are some uh, activities that would be immersive into that topic? And then obviously eateries as well. So first of all, looking at where to stay and what I would recommend in, in this topic is the Riviera. Mm. I mean, this place is truly a love letter mm -hmm. from Walt to Lillian. And throughout the whole resort, you really feel that, you know, the, the photos that are around, the artifacts, um, mosaics, everything just really emphasizes love. And whether it's love for each other or love of having dreams that come true, it's it's all there. And it's really evident right from the moment that you walk in. Um, you know, like, Unlike some of the other resorts that have these very grand, spacious lobbies, the Riviera is more of a quaint uh, type of a lobby. It's not as, as large. It has um, great seating areas with couches, et cetera. And, and you just feel that, um, you know, you're really transported like into Europe more of a like what you would think in in a European type of resort, more boutique mm -hmm. kind of a feel to them. Um, you know, the color schemes all reflect, you know, France and Italy, what you would expect to see there. So it really, that theming comes through. And like I said, you, you can really feel transported mm -hmm. into another area. And um, even throughout the resort, like when you go to the outdoor area, whether you're looking at the pools mm -hmm. or the playground, it has a different feel. It has that, you know, chic European sense to it that makes it fun. It's not standoffish. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's comfortable beauty. Right. You know, and that's how I would say just entering. It's a, it's your, a beautiful resort. It, it really, really is. is. It really, really is. Um, so the next thing to look at is where would you eat for a romantic type of a, of a um, vacation? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, looking at different meals uh, in the morning, you'd probably want to stay right there and eat at Le Petit Café. And that is just, again, screams um, French patisserie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can have your lattes there. It's just really... Uh, I don't know how to get quaint, I guess, yeah. still going back to that topic. You know, when we went there, um, Michelle was a little <laughs> speculative because Michelle is a bit of a croissant <laughs> snob, you know, and there's a like, she's like, okay, you know, we're going to get from, from, uh, La Halle, right. you know, La. and they're fine. You know, those are mm -hmm. real French croissants, but you know, anywhere else in the Disney resort, you know, they're more like, you know, she's convinced they're going to be more like crescents. <laughs> You know, uh, but I was able to get one, purchased one, right. brought it to her, and I think you'd agree. Yes, it was it was delicious. It was lovely, and yes, it fit the bill. It was authentic tastes, etc. Yes, so a nice croissant mm -hmm. uh, there at the La Petite, La Petite Cafe, Cafe is, right. uh, is is perfect for breakfast with a. A cafe au lait or right, some right. sort of espresso or something like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they have pastries there in the, you know, throughout the day, they, they do change up what's available mm -hmm. there to have, um, you know, in the afternoon, evening, they also, you can also get a cocktail there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just really, it's a, it's a, again, a very easy to access quaint little shop, very, very um, open spaced and lovely, mm -hmm. you know. Very nice. Um, another place that, that would be fun and romantic. Um, and you might laugh at this, but 
and because when I first thought of it, I was like, would it, wouldn't it be? But the sci-fi dine-in. <laughs> wow. I have never, I've heard the sci-fi dine-in considered a lot of things romantic. That's the first time I've heard of it, but let's hear you out. Well, I mean, you're in a car. You can have some like G-rated smooching going on there. <laughs> A little makeup. All these maybe? other families are in the car with you. Hopefully, you get the back seat. Yeah. In the back row. Back row. Yeah. I mean, come on. Just take advantage of, you know, don't go overboard, obviously, but, you know, and just a little, you know, kind of like a date feel. You're at a drive in. I, I actually can see that as kind of a, you know, if you're going to look for a, a fun, kind of corny way to right. have, like, you know, to throw back to the days of the drive in when you get together exactly. in the car and you're there watching some funny B movie or whatever, even a better movie <laughs> than that, you know. And, and so you're there and the movie isn't that entertaining, but your company is. So, you know, you there take you advantage go. of it. Yeah. See, see, you can, it's all in how you but look at it, right? Let's keep it in check. It is a family <laughs> friendly <laughs> restaurant, folks, okay? It's That's a little dark in there. G-rated. You may be in the back row, but like, you know, back off a little bit on the romance. Um, in the evening, um, right now you could enjoy Topolino's back again at the Riviera. Um, we've experienced that resort and I mean that restaurant and it's it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's, um, and one of the interesting things, and I know we've said this in the past, uh, but I think it bears repeating this topic is even though you could, you know, there's ambience noises going around, it was easy to have a conversation mm-hmm. between the two of us. And I don't, you know, uh, the way that they've had it set up that you can do that is just fabulous mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like we were trying to shout or that, you know, Hey, let's not even bother trying to talk. It's just too noisy here and we'll just enjoy the food. But it was, we really were able to t- easily have a conversation mm-hmm. throughout our meal and the meals were, as I said, superb. Yeah. They were one of our favorite restaurants right yeah at all the resorts for sure exactly and coming soon Cinderella's Royal Table. Yes, coming uh, back. Yeah, it will be reopening for September 25th. Uh, reservations will start being able to be um, done on September 11th. Mm-hmm. So that's really great news. And again, another romantic location. It, it will be Sans Princesses. Right, um, for the time being. For the time being, but... Uh, I've gone into that restaurant without princesses and it's, it really is romantic. You, She's it's a princess very... <laughs> she, anywhere she goes. So we don't need other princesses. Yes. They all scurried away. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, she's here. We cannot live up to Michelle. We'll come back when she's done. I really don't feel that way. <laughs> so, I but, do. <laughs> you're sweet. But anyway, so that's really a, a fun way to have that romantic sense. You're in a castle mm-hmm. filled with fairy tale and all around you. And so that emanates uh, romance to me. I don't know about to you. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, thank you. Now, there's a few things that currently are opening that uh, once they start opening and reopening, I should say, um, would be great to incorporate in your immersive romantic Mm -hmm. uh, vacation planning, uh, tea for two. Ah. at uh, the Grand Floridian uh, Cafe, Garden Cafe. Right. Um, we've done that numerous <laughs> <So> times. <many> times. <laughs> and, you know, one, it's just a really nice break away from all the hustle and bustle anyways. But uh, it really, I mean, you do get your fill of food 
with even though it's just little sandwiches and pastries and things, you leave there. We always have. We always a, walk out. With walk boxes, out with yeah. boxes, yeah. Um, and you know, it's just a nice romantic way to to spend mm-hmm. time together, and again, really be able to have conversations and and sharing you know, the fun that you're having there. Yeah, and you have a nice view. You're at the Grand Floridian, which mm-hmm. is an elegant resort as it is. And then you have this great, it's kind of on the back edge of it. So you have this great view outside right. looking towards kind of the pool area and the, the back of the resort itself. Sure. And it's just a really nice, quaint way to spend the day. And yes, it's nice if you want to, you know, maybe dress up a little bit more mm-hmm. and a little nicer to go in there. But they know that these are people who are on resort stays, maybe have come from the parks Park. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're not particular. I mean, you don't want to go in there with a bathing suit and flip flops. Right, right. But it's not like you can't go in there in shorts and a t-shirt, you know, and right. be okay. Exactly. So um, another thing that um, is very romantic is at Epcot at the France Pavilion, going upstairs to Monsieur Paul. Mm-hmm. That restaurant um, is beautiful. Again, the, the food presentations are what are really impressive as well. They are just stunning. And uh, again, you're overlooking, you know, World Showcase and you're just in a very beautiful French atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, elegant dining, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, totally it's French cuisine. To its extreme. Right. It's exactly what you expect. When you learn about French cuisine, that is what comes from Monsieur, Monsieur Paul. Right. Um, so if you're expecting like giant portions, don't expect, you're not going to get that. That's no. just not what it's about. But it's. Uh, but they're not itty bitty. No, either. but they're elegantly placed, mm-hmm. um, really rich, wonderful sauces, delicate, uh, different, uh, you know, seafood and, and such. Um, it's just the stuff, if you ever learned about uh, what French cuisine is, right. um, you can go to Monsieur Paul and that is pretty much, it, it's laid out there right in front of you. Right. And they're very gracious. I know that we had um, shown interest in some of the dishes and the chef actually came out mm-hmm. and asked to answer any questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you have any issues with food allergies, they always ask up front anyways, but mm-hmm. um, you know, they're willing to make accommodations for that as well. Like I said, they're very gracious mm-hmm. there. Uh, and so. So truly a wonderful experience. Yes, for sure. And uh, great views in the evening as yes, well. So yeah. once the, uh, the fireworks spectaculars begin again, right. uh, you get a great view over uh, World Showcase. and uh, Exactly. And uh, whatever is going on out there. It's yeah. Just, it's just nice. Right. Really if you get nice. a window view, you can do some fun people watching. Right. Too. And it's upstairs. Right. So um, you, you kind of get this great view looking down upon right. everything. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously one that people know about as being utterly romantic is having dinner at Victoria and Albert <laughs> at yeah. Grand Floridian, also not currently open, but, um, definitely fits the bill for a romantic, yeah, uh, if you're looking to splurge, uh, that's the place. Right. Right. Um, and another one that again, might not initially hook up as romantic, but if you think about it more is, um, the spirit of Aloha dinner show. And again, it's, it's a family friendly event, uh, where you have, um, kind of like all you can eat and great food, you know, the essence of Hawaii. But you know, when you think about Hawaii and honeymoons and things like that, they kind of go together. So <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> I kind of thought it would be obviously uh, a way to have a romantic evening. Right. And we don't under that, the stars. Uh, the spirit of Aloha obviously not going on right now. And we don't know for sure when it's coming back, being as we just got news this week that the Polynesian 
uh, resort right. is going through uh, some refurbishment right. for the next several months. As a matter of fact, they're not going to open most of their uh, rooms again up until uh, way in summer of 2021. Right. So um, probably we can expect that that won't be around for at least right. that time. But once it gets back, I would imagine they'll get back to it. Maybe, you know, they can even upgrade it a little bit. It'll right. be nicer, but uh, we'll see what comes of that. Yeah. It's again, the atmosphere of being outside is really, you know, it, it, it feels Hawaiian. Yeah. I've not right. been to that. I've been to many luau's, especially with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not been to that one. Yeah. But I know Michelle mm-hmm. has. Yeah. I know you've enjoyed it a yeah, lot. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about some activities. Okay. Some romantic activities. And the first one, it, again, it's going to sound corny, but just doing hand-holding stroll around World Showcase at Epcot. You know, again, uh, if you've been to the parks tons of times like we have, having that approach to say, okay, I am with my best friend, mm-hmm. the love of my life, and I'm just going to go into each country and feel just the joy of, mm-hmm. of sharing that experience together. And especially nowadays, being transport, transported out of the craziness that the world is going through for True. so many reasons. Yeah. Why not take that time to just to to have that romance together? Agreed. Very nice. And I enjoy that very much. We do that all the time (laughs) and we enjoy it a lot. It's one of our favorite things to do whenever we're at the Walt Disney World Resort. Exactly. Uh, Another fun and unique activity, romantic activity you could do would be rent a cabana. Mm. A poolside cabana, you know, one, you feel kind of like a VIP, but it, again, it can just be the two of you sharing that, that time together. Um, I'd probably recommend doing it earlier in the day before all the the parks let out and the kids come with their families. Not that that's bad or anything like that. And you can, you still have, you know, your sense of privacy in the cabana, but just to have a little bit more opportunity for some alone time. Plus if you're splurging on a cabana, you know, I mean, take advantage of it as yeah, much as possible. Exactly. Yeah. So um, they are available right now at the Grand Floridian Resort, the Disney's Contemporary Resort, Beach Club Villas and the Yacht Club Resort. Okay. So they are currently there. If you uh, want to do that, you can, you can go online and check for uh, the number to call for reservations of nice. those. Yeah. So, and then there's obviously activities once things reopen more that, um, you know, go along with the romantic theme. So one of them that you can start planning for now is the Drawn to Life. It's the Cirque du Soleil show um, that if actually, if you are interested in purchasing tickets starting for February, those are available online. Oh. And so it's already there. You can see the stadium seating. You can pick the, the location that you want to. They have February and March right now available for um, not every day, but, you know, throughout the month. Um, and so you can start actually booking those reservations if you have some plans coming up for February or March. It's good to know because I, I wasn't even sure if it was coming back because uh, that show like started you know, right around this right. time, this craziness started happening. And so I was like, I don't even know if it's going to exist anymore, yeah. if we're ever going to get a chance to right. see it ourselves because we were excited about right, it. Right, right. And we saw so much about it at the D23, D23. Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good. it's good to know that it's still around. Right, right. I mean, you never know. Things may change yeah. again. But at least for right now, you can set it up in your plans if you're looking for those months. Nice. Right. Uh, another really romantic 
easy and in, and not very expensive is a horse-drawn carriage ride. Mm. And they uh, they used to offer those at Wilderness, well, excuse me, Fort Wilderness Resorts in Port Orleans. Right. So that's a nice little romantic in a horse-drawn carriage yeah, we've together. Talk, we've talked about doing that at some right. point as we walk by the Fort Wilderness one often. We're like, oh, maybe we should do that sometime. And we just never have taken advantage right. of it at this point. Right, I know. Um, especially around the holidays too. Right. So um, another fun romantic thing that you uh, hopefully will be able to do in the near future uh, would be, you know, um, is let's say indulge your senses in a spa treatment, you know, whether you're doing it as a couples or you're each having some alone time to then share about later on. It's a fun thing to do. Um, Another thing you could do is um, that we, you know, we've talked about doing, we've seen from our resort window many times is uh, renting a platoon boat, um, you know, with a captain, obviously to take you out uh, over the, the Bay Bay Lake. Mm -hmm. Into Seven Seas Lagoon. Lagoon, Yeah. Uh, Whether you go in the daytime and just enjoy some snacks you know, beverages out there, or if you want to uh, upgrade that to arrange for fireworks cruise, um, those are really, really enjoyable. You can, you can, they, it comes with uh, snacks and some uh, sodas, but you can upgrade to actually making it a dining experience with really nice food. Yeah. Or decorations mm-hmm. added if like you're right. celebrating an anniversary or whatever, uh, a birthday, exactly. whatever. Um, we've seen that many times. We've looked down there. As right. like we stay at Bay Lake Towers and we can see them getting the pontoon boats ready. Right. And some are just, you know, pretty plain Jane. They're right. going out. They're just going to have a nice night watching the fireworks yes. or whatever, but some they deck out pretty extremely. Exactly. And it's pretty cool. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you really want to splurge and you have the money to do that, you could actually rent uh, the Grand One yacht. (laughs) Yeah, that's a splurge. All right. It is a splurge. Um, I could see it being a really romantic way to propose to somebody. Right. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) Or just be romantic together. But again, it's also um, you have the ability to you know, expand whether having actual a chef on board and serving you food or whatever, however you want to expand that if you have that opportunity. But um, that would be a real romantic splurge. Huh? Yeah, definitely. If, you, if you're looking to go all out, that's a good way to do it for sure. Right, right. So that is my initial rollout of an immersive romantic vacation. It's well done. I don't know if mine compares, <laughs> but as usual, Michelle's Stuff is always the best stuff. I don't know if either of mine compared to that. So uh, that was very well done. Good well, job, thank Michelle. you. Thank you. We're ready for a romantic vacation. We could yes. use it right now. Yes. Not that every day here with you isn't romantic. Aww. Not that doing the show isn't romantic. <laughs> That's true. But I would love to do a romantic uh, vacation or day with you at exactly. the Disney World Resort. For sure. Yep. So. All right, so I'm going to go with mine next, and I'm going to kind of do explore some ideas if you wanted to do either a foodie day mm-hmm. or a foodie vacation. And uh, while you can do this at the Disneyland Resort, you, there mm-hmm. are plenty of great restaurants, plenty of great spots right. for food, especially when the uh, the festivals are going on, whether it be the Festival of the Holidays or the uh, California Adventure Food and Wine right. Festival, whatever the case may be. Um, you can have some great food and try some great things out. But I feel like if you really want to do a foodie vacation or a foodie couple days, mm-hmm. that Walt Disney World is the better sure. place to go for that. So 
show. Um, you know, and we'll just start with the Epcot International Food right. and Wine Festival, which is late summer into fall. Uh, if you want to just go and explore some creative dishes done in uh, unique ways mm-hmm. um, that explore a lot of different flavor profiles, textures, everything you really want to know is you want to experience as a foodie. Right. Uh, it's a great way to do it. And you get small plates so you can sample a lot right. of different things. Yep. So great. Uh, yes, the International Food and Wine Festival is the most famous of that and has the most of the food, obviously. Right. But the other festivals also work well as uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, which runs through most of December. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts from mid-January through most of February has really beautiful dishes to go along with the arts theme as right. well as flavorful. And, and they're, they're great. Yeah, that one actually has continued to grow with uh, creativity, I mm-hmm. think. And I've really become... a big fan of mm-hmm. that that festival each year yeah i, I think it's underrated i think right. the arts festival is extremely underrated i think the uh, obviously the food and wine festival mm-hmm. gets most of the love probably followed by the flower and garden festival right. which is the next one i'm going sure. to mention here uh but i find the 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 arts festival is highly underrated right. and it is really a wonderful experience and it's also usually a not as crowded a time to go because it's right. like immediately after the holidays so all the crowded periods before we get to spring it can be a little chillier out there right. which is rare for florida but it can be <laughs> yes. a little chillier so be aware of that uh but usually the crowds aren't bad and right they, and they, this is a really great experience to check out yes i i find that that uh festival has more visually beautiful mm-hmm. food that they're serving at at the different um kiosks so. right so uh, definitely, I, w- I would highly encourage that. Mm-hmm. But also, yes, as I mentioned, the Flower and Garden right. Festival, where they really explore a lot of uh, the things that are grown throughout our communities. Right. You know, they usually use a lot of the different ingredients that you could find around the world, around our country, and, right. and, and along with the wonderful topiaries and all sure. that. It's really, really an excellent experience as well. And, and, and it's a great time to walk around if you want a romantic day in the parks. <laughs> That's right. Flower and Garden Festival oh, yes. is uh, phenomenal for that. So um, also, uh, if you're going to be at Epcot anyway and you're looking for food, um, you know, be sure to go through Living with the Land mm-hmm. uh, to see how food can be grown. There are different ways they're trying to create more food, make right. food easier Optimize to grow. It. Yes, exactly. And then you can go and stop at Sunshine Seasons or, the, or, or if you want to sit down, a more regular sit-down uh, meal, the Garden Grill. Right. Uh, and you can sample some of the stuff that they grow exactly. right there and living with the land, which is kind of interesting. So also Epcot, you know, if you want to, if you don't want to fill up on completely on your small plates as you go from kiosk to kiosk, there are some exquisite restaurant restaurants mm-hmm. within Epcot to, um, you know, fulfill your foodie wishes if you right. want. You already talked about Monsieur Paul right. in, in the France Pavilion, which has the wonderful delicate dishes created in the classic French style all the way back to the Scoffier. Um, just amazing food. Like I said, it's, right. you're not looking to, you, if you're used to the you know giant plates of barbecue <laughs> and all that, that is not what you're no. getting there, but it is wonderfully prepared food in a very romantic setting. Right, right. Um, uh, if you want something more interesting and spicy, you might want to go to uh, Morocco and try restaurant Marrakesh. Right. 
uh, features dishes with a North African kind of Middle Eastern flair, you know, some great spices, great flavors. Also, uh, Spice Road Table, which is another right. wonderful spot that yeah, it has really great food as well. In both of those restaurants, I really appreciate how the cast members can really help guide you mm-hmm. to what what type of foods you like and to kind of give great recommendations. Yeah, especially when we're in the times when they actually have the people from those the countries that come right. out there. You know, unfortunately, right now, because travel is restricted, we don't right. have that uh, benefit at this moment but when you're there when when it's at it is normally mm-hmm. when you have people from those countries actually helping you with the food right. they can kind of help describe these things for you and, and help you through if you're maybe a little you know questionable about right. what am i actually eating yes. here if yes. you don't the know level what of they spice right etc exactly so uh, another great place brand well not brand new but fairly new is Takomate over in Japan, uh, which is spectacular Japanese-inspired food. Wagyu beef, duck, sushi. They have a tasting menu. There's a la carte plates as you mm-hmm. want. They also have a chef's table if you want. This is one I should have actually. I didn't look it up when we were doing our luxury one. Right. But they have a chef's table there for $180 per person. Uh, if you want to have a beverage pairing with six of the courses, it's a nine-course meal, by the way. Uh, it's another $100 on top of that. But it's a three-hour dining experience for six to eight people. And it just sounds magnificent if you look, if you kind of like uh, Japanese cuisine. Right. It seems like a, a really elegant and wonderful way to spend a foodie evening. Exactly. I, I have read a review on that, and it just sounded spectacular. And definitely something, if you could try out, <laughs> it would be a great, great, wonderful like food experience and, you know, VIP experience. Yes, for sure. Now, if you just want something more of a classic steakhouse, you're looking for a steak and potatoes or whatever, uh, La Cilier in mm-hmm. Canada is an, a really wonderful classic steakhouse with a little bit of a Canadian twist to it, obviously, right. being in the Canada Pavilion. Um, but they have great steaks, seafoods, chops. Uh, it's a, it's an excellent, excellent restaurant. To oh, go check yes. For sure. It's, yeah. Not always easy to get into. No. <laughs> but I, we found regularly now, if you, especially if you go, even if you can't get a reservation early, check in. Uh, if you get to Epcot during the day, go to guest services and right. check out because a lot of times things will pop up and right, become available. Right. You just never know for sure. So it can't hurt to try even right. if you can't land that reservation right away. So uh, if you're going to go and, you know, I, I wouldn't say Magic Kingdom is the best spot for a foodie mm-hmm. vacation, but there are some good restaurants there. At least there's a couple that we really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of these places is one that we go to every <laughs> single time. Yes. We have a trip to Magic Kingdom, and that is the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. It's awesome. Now, it sounds quirky because, yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's a restaurant that's focused on the Jungle Cruise. Right. It's based on the Jungle Cruise. They have some of the same Jungle Cruise kind of jokes going right. on throughout it, whether you sometimes Sometimes told, uh, told by your host. Sometimes <laughs> you just experience them as you're walking right. through the room and, ch- and checking out some of the stuff. But they really have exotic and interesting food combinations. Uh, it's a lot of Asian fusion, South American dishes, right. African-inspired dishes. Uh, it really is a, a wonderful exploration of some interesting styles of food that you may not get to experience many other places. That is so true. And and I can't say I'm the most adventurous for foods. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm to the extreme or it's just all, you know, meat and potatoes kind of girl. But, you know, I, I have caution mm-hmm. with, you know, with some dishes. And I have found that this has been 
a great experience for me because they do have some really unique things. Uh, I love how they have, like with their seafood, they they have, you know, what is currently fresh. So, you know, what you taste one visit might not be there the next, but you might have something even more wonderful that you weren't ever expecting to try. And they're really helpful again also at, at trying to guide you at what things would be, you know, something that would you would appreciate with your palate. Yeah. Uh, definitely a lot of great stuff there it's i i love everything i've tried there i've really loved so much and they have a great wine list right it's an, it's an excellent restaurant and i highly recommend it is it is a bright spot within the not that there there, there is great food throughout the magic kingdom right. but as far as a sit down uh dining establishment uh with interesting flavor profiles right. I, I find that to be the best Exactly. The quality of the food mm-hmm. and the quality of the the menu selections is, is better than I think what you would see at a lot right. of the resort. I mean, a lot of the, the um, restaurants at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have to put up Be, be Our Guest at Magic Kingdom sure. as well. A little tougher to get into. Uh, you usually have to make that reservation early on to get that because mm-hmm. it's very popular. Uh, but they have great food. French fare mm-hmm. inspired by Beauty and the Beast, obviously, Be Our Guest. Uh, and if you're looking if you're looking for a little bit of a quieter surrounding, like the main ballroom can get a little noisy, we've noticed when we've yes. been in there. Um, ask for a table in either the west wing or the castle gallery a little bit more you know if you want a little bit quieter but they have they have very good food there Mm -hmm. again you know it's it's kind of fun play on uh beauty and the beast right fair you know inspired by that but there really is some good quality french dishes and i I know you love the escargot that's true (laughs) love to have some right now (laughs) (laughs) not gonna get to work on that today but We'll get something going. Uh, there's also, if you were going to Disney's Hollywood Studios, I think the a place for, a, a, you know, maybe a foodiest is to go to a foodiest. Is that right? I don't know. It's foodie? Just like, hmm. I guess it's just a foodie. Uh, is to go, I, I think the Hollywood Brown Derby. Uh, right. If you're looking for some like some classic Hollywood, old school Hollywood yes. inspired dishes, they have some really, really wonderful food there. Classic cocktails. You know, yes. I mean, it really is old school, uh, but it's a really interesting and delicious fare. Right. And I think they've, um, even though they have like the old school um, menu items, they do it in a healthy way, mm-hmm. too. Um, so it's it's not like you're feeling like, oh, I'm having something that has a lot of, you know, heavy calories or grease or anything like that. But it is truly a wonderful place. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, as far as Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, we like Tiffin's mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. I guess the Nomad Lounge is fine if you just want a break and some, you know, some small plates and some cocktails. But Tiffin's itself, if you want to have a real uh, nice dinner, uh, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. place. They have exotic flavors from around the world. Uh, things like charred octopus. I really like the tamarind braised short ribs that they have there. I've gotten that many times. Right. I think it's uh, fantastic. And you're, you're in this wonderful uh, setting that uh, loaded with all this artwork and stuff that was inspired from the Imagineers trips around the globe right. to kind of uh, get, uh, yes, inspiration for how they were going to build the, the Animal Kingdom Park. And it's just a really cool location. Sure. And even though they do have some exotic things that not everybody would be drawn to, they have other dishes that are ones that you might be more familiar with what the, the ingredients are and feel comfortable mm-hmm. there. Um, but yes, as you're saying, as a foodie and you want to try unique things, that is a great restaurant to try out. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, as a, 
somebody who is a foodie, you know, when you're looking to try, you know, go out and eat a lot of times, you're looking for things that maybe you haven't experienced right. before, flavor profiles that you haven't necessarily experienced before or haven't experienced in a certain way. And a lot of these restaurants that I'm suggesting to you uh, do things in a little bit different mm-hmm. way that maybe you're not getting at your average uh, restaurant around where you live or whatever the case may be. Right. And we've we've gone with family that mm-hmm. have had, you know, uh, kids, teens or preteens and younger and haven't had a need to necessarily order off the kids menu mm-hmm. to still appreciate that re- that restaurant. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they know what their clientele is. Right. They're, they are going to have things that maybe somebody maybe that wants to try something more exotic will be there, but they also know they'll have kids there right. and some people that maybe are maybe a little more particular in what kind of food they're eating. Right. Um, so they will have things that will appeal to many different palates. Right. Um, so uh, now if you're really looking to, to go dine, I'm, the resort fair around, it, we, you can go and have some great foodie right. experiences without using a part ticket or right. an annual pass or whatever because there are some amazing restaurants throughout the resorts and I'm just gonna, I, I can't go through nearly all of them. I'm just going to go through a few of them here and I'm going to start with over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge over at Sanaa. Right. Um, I think it's a spectacular place for a foodie to try yes. um, you know, the exotic flavors of kind of Eastern Africa, you know, and they have a wonderful wine list there, mostly African wines, mm-hmm. which you just can't find a right. lot of different places. And just go there for the bread service alone. Yeah. And which you can, by the way, get if you don't want to just go and get a full reservation there and have a full meal. The lounge has great cocktails, right. that same wine list, and you can get the bread service right there in the lounge. Uh, really interesting. I would highly recommend. It's a trek to get to the Animal right. Kingdom if you're a lodge, if you're not staying you know there but this meal is worth that yeah trip. it really is it really is and if you try you can, i mean if you plan it well you could plan it like a you know following a trip over to animal kingdom and then just take the bus over to the to the lodge plus you they have great views of the animals right yes. outside so you're there you're eating this wonderful exotic meal uh full of interesting right. fantastic flavors and then there's a zebra out there and a giraffe right you know and it's right. just it's just kind of cool and it's just one of our favorite spots and a place that we will go out of our way for sure. a lot of times uh, we've stayed uh, at the animal kingdom lodge many times but um it's worth going taking the extra right. step to get out there to try the food that i mean like i said the bread service alone yes it's pretty special um, it, if you don't know what the bread service is, they give you all this kind of uh, flatbreads, uh, different kinds of flatbreads, and then they have like nine different sauces that go from sweet to spicy, and they kind of range up and around. And you mix and match. You get you know savory right. and uh, you know and sweet and salty, sweet and spicy, kind of somewhere in between, creamy. There's all right. sorts of flavors. It, it'll just wow you when you're trying definitely. the bread service. It, it is a definite wow, wow experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it also hits very different palates because some people like more of the spicy stuff. Right. Some people like more sweet stuff, more creamy, whatever whatever it is. There's like, like some, some sour in there, some things like that. If you like any different things, there may be one sauce you like more than right. the others exactly. or a combination you like more than the others. So definitely worth a try. Another great spot is the California Grill at the Contemporary mm-hmm. Resort. Um, California cuisine-inspired dishes with fresh seasonal ingredients, something like the, the Sonoma goat cheese ravioli. Right. Uh, but but also, you're up, up top of the contemporary yeah, with the spectacular views. views. When the fireworks spectaculars get going again, you get to walk out out on the deck and get a great view of the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Right. Uh, so good. And they also have a great 
brunch, at least this is, I, we have not experienced the brunch there yet, right. but our great friend Rob LeBerry and his wife Kim yes. from the Hoopty Duo Disney Review, by the way, check right. out that podcast. Uh, they've said that's good there, and they're, they're, one of their favorite things about them is the the uh, bottomless mimosas, <laughs> which <laughs> yes! sells me, which sometime we have to try. But going back to data, they have a wine list that's over 300 bottles wow. of wine. So if there's something you like out there, it's bound, they're probably yes. going to have it. So uh, definitely a place to check out. You already talked about Topolino's Terrace. Yeah. Uh, fresh made pastas, excellent seafood dishes, mm-hmm. great views of Epcot and Hollywood Studios right. when the fireworks are going there. You get to see them from up there right. if you're out there at the right time. Just a wonderful place to eat. Um, and now we're going to go to the Grand Floridian Resort, which is if you're going to splurge and you're going to dine, um, you know, do a lot of fine dining, right. you might as well just go ahead and stay at the Grand Floridian Resort because they have a couple great restaurants there as well as the tea that you right. mentioned. Uh, Citrico's, wonderful restaurant, mm. Mediterranean-inspired dishes, uh, stuff like octopus a la plancha and pepper-spiced shrimp, wonderful wine list, elegant spot, just another great restaurant Fabulous. to hit up. And then, yes, as Michelle already brought up, they also have Victorian Alberts right. there, which has earned the AAA Five Diamond Award every year since 2000, 20 years wow. of that award, which is not an easy award to get. <laughs> uh, contemporary American cuisine, amazing food, even better service. Right. You, you, it'll be one of the best meals you've ever had in your life, if not the very best meal you've had. It may be the most expensive meal right. you've ever had in your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can argue that it may very well be worth it. Yeah, something very memorable. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you're really willing to splurge, um, it, it's it's well worth the effort. Now, uh, also, I before I give up the, you know, uh, the, the foodie day or foodie mm-hmm. vacation, uh, we need to talk a little bit about Disney Springs as well. Because mm, there are yeah. great restaurants at True. Disney Springs that you can go hit up if you don't know any better. Uh, including they have a couple restaurants, a few restaurants actually, with celebrity chefs right. um, behind them, including uh, Jaleo from uh, Chef Jose Andres, mm-hmm. uh, who you know does a lot of Latin-inspired, wonderful, exquisite dishes. Yes. Uh, Morimoto Asia, of course, the Iron Chef, Chef right. Mar- uh, Masahiro Morimoto, easy for me to say. <laughs> he did well. Um, you know, just elegant uh, Japanese-Asian-inspired dishes that uh, just really over the top. But there's also some other fantastic restaurants is the there as well uh wine bar george is supposed to be fantastic the boathouse right. i've heard great things about but there's a slew of great restaurants there if you just want to go and find a good evening dinner um somewhere that you can find right there at disney springs right exactly and so especially now when there are restrictions of, of going to different resorts unless you have an actual uh table service reservation uh that would be another option that you could use, uh, especially in the evening as the park's closing to, to have that foodie experience. Right. So uh, those are just some suggestions. I'm not going to really build out the day for you, but right. it just kind of give you some ideas of places that if you want to have your vacation wrapped more around food, that, you know, look at these festivals, look at these restaurants, right. you know, these resorts, and uh, plan your days around them as you're going in. Now, a lot of these restaurants you're going to want to have um, advanced dining reservations for because right. they will... Uh, get tough to get into, yeah. but uh, you work at it and you get those reservations. And believe me, every restaurant that I mentioned will be well worth your time. Absolutely. And I mean, like you said, there's so many to try that you could try different ones with mm-hmm. different visits. Um, the uh, The nice thing about a lot of these places is that you can have another experience going back to the same location. So if something that you wanted to get into might not be available, 
don't be afraid to go back and try other dishes. Right. And a lot of these places like Topolino's mm-hmm. and uh, Sanaa, uh, let me, maybe you maybe you went to the Food and Wine Festival or the Flower and Garden Festival or whatever, and you did a lot of eating out there that day. And you, maybe you don't want a full meal. Uh, you can go there without a reservation, get into the lounge, get right. a nice cocktail, get the bread service or whatever, and just kind of top off the evening. They have some desserts there too that are really mm-hmm. excellent as well. And and just kind of fulfill your evening with uh, some more small plates right. and not necessarily needing a whole sit-down full meal. Sure. You know, or if you can't land that reservation. So just some options for you. So uh, that's my Good. look at a possible you know some ideas for a foodie immersive vacation i'd love to hear what your next uh, immersive uh, vacation right. or day would be <laughs> all right i'm kind of going on an opposite track and here i'm gonna put coonskin hat <laughs> right there <laughs> and, baby, and i'm wearing baby, a t-shirt actually to go on. so yes. going on a rustic or kind of old west kind of theme mm. uh, vacation could be a lot of fun at walt disney world and Going with the same format that I used before, starting with the stay. Where would you stay for this? And uh, obviously, uh, Fort Wilderness Cabins is one that we would highly recommend. uh, Or at the Wilderness Resort. Mm -hmm. Um, Both really give you that appreciation right from the start when you arrive of the the appreciation for the outdoors mm-hmm. and et cetera. So, um, Very natural rustics, exactly. uh, setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I, I'll focus mainly on Fort Wilderness cabins. Although, as I said, Fort Wilderness Resort has a lot of the same type of uh, activities or elements that are that you can access. Yeah, Wilderness Lodge. Sorry about that. So that you can access as well. So um, I get confused with this too. I, I'm always <laughs> messing that up too. Fort Wilderness, Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge. Lodge yes. I, if I if I don't say it wrong every time, it's amazing. <laughs> So we've stayed at the cabins quite a bit. We love them, uh, obviously, because of the the ease and convenience that you get of having a full kitchen, having, you know, a living room area that's spacious, having more areas for sleeping if you have other family members or whatever people with you. So there's a lot of convenience associated with that, having a picnic table outside your cabin and a way to do um charcoal grilling and Mm -hmm. that that's all cleaned up for you on a daily basis, et cetera. Um, so we love the cabins, but you know, starting out again with the lobby, when you first arrive there, um, the lobby is, is a rather simple looking building, um, which really is, gives you that comfortable feeling. And what I've noticed about that going in and, and just observing is that is the lobby that kids love. Yeah. I think that's the one that they feel the most comfortable in because it just has that that rustic feel. It's not overwhelming. I mean, no. some of the lobbies can be really big and there's a lot of desks right, and a lot right. of space. Exactly. This is small and quaint. Or it feels like everything around might break. Right. <laughs> you know, and like, Floridian. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and like the other lobbies where they have um, a sitting area with the, the smaller chairs and tables and, and playing uh, cartoons on the TV uh, that's available there as well. Um, but it does have all the services that mm-hmm. you would expect at any of the lobbies. Um, starting with, you know, first of all, the check-in and you can do advanced check-in and, and, um, depending on how your reservation works out, you might actually just be assigned your cabin number that you don't even have to go for check-in. You can go directly to the cabin. Um, 
that that you've you know reserved but uh anyways it does it does have uh, other things that are that you would expect it has a concierge desk where you can get your tickets etc and it can get uh, help with arranging dining reservations, etc. Um, but they also have some services that you don't get at other resorts. Um, one being is that you can go there to rent a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that. <laughs> yes. Um, and so they're really helpful there, you know, especially on the, the um, more uh, busy times of the year, you want to reserve a, a golf cart if you're really planning to do that you want to do that in advance um, you can go online get the phone number and and make that reservation um, but it's it's a nice convenience to have there um, obviously not available right now but hopefully it will be returning as that's the same location where you would do your um, check-in mm-hmm. for the, the airlines and handling of your luggage right. etc um, but the other service that they provide that you don't get at all the resorts is if you want to rent a car, let's say you've taken Magical Express to get there and your stay is on property. So you haven't needed a car, but you want to then get a car to do something else later or part of your trip. You want to explore, you know, the uh, Central Florida area. You can rent a car from the um, location that's on property and they will come to Wilderness, uh, Fort Wilderness cabins. It's so easy to do. I know. Do it all the time for pickup right there at the at the the lobby entrance. And so we would just recommend that you arrange the pickup mm-hmm. time the day before. Yes, um, have at least the day before. Right, right. But they will provide that service, and that's not available at all the resorts. So it is a nice convenience if you do want to rent a car that you can get that pickup right mm-hmm. there at that resort. You know, and obviously there's things we've talked about at other uh, shows about this resort that might not make it the most convenient in terms of getting around. But if you want that that good old country or rustic kind of, um, you know, rustic chic <laughs> kind of experience is this is a location that you would really love. And it you're you know, you're at Walt Disney World Resort, but you're not also among all the hustle and bustle. You have that quiet time. You have that feeling of home mm-hmm. in your cabin and your ability to, you know, kind of detach and just, you know, be able to ha- share family time. And mm-hmm. that's where we find, exa- you know, using the picnic table outside mm-hmm. or, you know, you have a full table inside as well, but, um, yeah, you know, it gets a little too hot or right. it gets stormy. You exactly. Know? Uh, but, you know, to have that kind of comfort mm-hmm. there around you. So, um, you know. It's just nice because one of the reasons we like it, one, it's it's like having a one-bedroom suite for one thing. Right. But um, also, it's it, because these cabins aren't like right. I mean, they're next to one another, but they're separated by a good, you know, 20 feet, 30 least, feet, yeah. whatever it is. Um, it doesn't feel like you have somebody right next to you on the wall next right, to you. Right. You know, you get, you kind of. You feel a little bit more separated. You have a little bit more privacy right. almost in many regards. And so it's just, it's kind of nice in that way. Right. And there's a lot of trees around. Yeah. And a lot of nature. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of a lot of nature, you know, it's not uncommon to see deer oh, going yeah. around. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. So um, it's really, you know, um, a different kind of a of a experience to, to stay at that resort than what you would get at some of the other, even though the theme there's theming, but you know, you are actually in nature. Yeah. It's one, it's we're uh, DVC members. So Mm -hmm. we'll usually use our points at some resort to stay, but that's one of the places that we will actually spend cash on because we like the, the way those are laid out so Mm -hmm. much. Right. Exactly. 
So getting into where to eat when you want to have this rustic immersive experience. Um, in the parks, you could uh, have that southwestern flair at Pecos Bill's. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Peco, Pecos Bill Tall Tale and Cafe? Mm-hmm. That's at the park. Um, also, what we tend to like, uh, it's inside Wilderness Lodge. Well, on the property of Wilderness Lodge is the uh, Geyser Point Bar one of our and Grill. Favorites, yeah, one of our favorites. For it sure. really is. I mean, it's got really great hearty food. Um, they have the grab and go now for that, but that's kind of nice because again, then you can just you know get your food and you're you're seeing beautiful nature and sceneries around you to experience while you're having that nice meal. Yeah, uh, right there on Bay Lake. Uh, so you get great views of the water. It's mm-hmm. just a really comfortable place to sit yeah. outside. Um, you know, the, the geyser will go off every once in a while right. in the background too as a geyser point. Uh, it's, it's just a really fun spot. And, and they have great food and, and wonderful drinks, good beer list, good right. cocktails. It's a nice spot. Yeah, it really is. Um, then also available now still is at Will Wilderness Lodge is the Whisperin Canyon Cafe. They have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner served there. Uh, you can order either uh, all you can eat or, or what are they, all you care to eat yes. skillets. Um, and they also have some a la carte dishes as well. Uh, it's one of those kind of like rip roaring kind of fun places to go. Uh, especially kids, they love it. They love the atmosphere, the sing-alongs, the the cast members, you know, have quirky names and just really put a lot into making this a fun experience. But again, it's, it's kind of like your old West theme kind of resort uh, yeah. and restaurant. Yeah. So um, we, we, you know, just adore that kind of a vacation for sure you know so much so there are some other eateries that currently are open that we would recommend in this type of immersive uh, experience and one of our favorites is trail ends restaurant that's at fort wilderness um you know uh that's typically a buffet style menu and uh typically breakfast and dinner only the brunch on the weekends though i think we have always felt is just well hearty. worth the money, um, great dishes, um, good homestyle cooking. Hearty food, wonderful uh, smoked meats and fried chicken, and of right. course your typical egg dishes and you know Mickey waffles, right. of course, you know the things you would expect and things that the kids will love as well. But they have pizzas and they just it's just a yeah. really really nice spot. And if you're looking for a really hearty homestyle uh, brunch, right, it, it's great, right. You know, I forgot to mention another um, eatery that you can enjoy now is the uh, P&J. Ah, the, the takeout. Takeout. Mm-hmm. The Southern Takeout. P&J and, Southern Takeout. Right. And we love that place. Yeah. I mean, that's like we've mentioned in the past. It's one of our traditions when we're staying on property there is to have our first night meal having their good southern fried chicken yeah and so. on the sides and everything else yeah. usually like i said it's we've been either traveling all day or we red-eyed in and maybe we had a little park time but we're a little tired so uh just a nice quick and uh fulfilling meal that says hey you're you're back at right the Walt disney exactly. world Resort. um and another one in the park uh that you know, we're, we're hoping to open again soon is the Diamond Horseshoe Review that has the, the show associated with it. Um, also has, you know, an all you can eat uh, menu if you choose that. And that's a fun way to have that experience while you're at the parks. 
Um, but then also away from the parks is, and again, we're really keeping our fingers crossed for this one to come back soon is the hoopty doo musical yeah. review, yeah. you know, and that ha- that's been there since the beginning and it's still a very popular, uh, oh, dinner show, popular. nightly dinner shows, um, a lot of nights, you know, two, sometimes three shows a night. It's, you know, like I said, it's been running since the seventies and still has drawn in people year after year. And we are really, like I said, hoping for our next trip in February that this is going to be back because we want to make reservations for this with our great friends. Yeah, with Rob and Kim. We're we're very excited to experience it with them. So we're hoping that it will be back in time for us to get to do that. Right. Because you haven't done it. I have not done it. I'm the one out of the group of us that has not done it. (laughs) You'll enjoy it. You'll for sure. I'm sure I will. I like that kind of stuff. So um, going now on to activities for this immersive rustic vacation Uh, in the parks. Obviously, you wouldn't want to miss those loving characters of the country bear jamboree. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know, and then head over to Big Thunder Mountain Mm -hmm. Railroad and, you know, take a trip over to Tom Sawyer's Island. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think those are all, you know, things that you could do that really keeps that theme of a rustic Mm -hmm. uh, vacation for you. Um, If you're looking for some real unique, um, let's say Native American or Western kind of gifts that you want to bring home, they do have the Frontier Trading Post uh, little shop there at Frontierland. Um, Outside the parks, right now you can even still go horseback riding Mm -hmm. um, and have, they take you some through some really scenic wooded areas of the Fort Wilderness Resort property, which is really awesome mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I mean, it's not like like running horseback riding; it's yeah. slow trotting. Yeah. But it's <laughs> not even slow trotting. It's just a, it's a it's a walk. Right, right. Know, right. <laughs> but I mean, you're on horses, and yeah. they're the Walt Disney World horses, and you get to see where they're you know they're kept and groomed, etc. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of fun to to do that. It's something experience. different. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've done lots of different stuff at Disney. You right, know, something different that maybe you haven't experienced before, and that the kids will like. You know? That's right. So, um, if you want to have, uh, a time to just have like some slow down downtime, you can go to, uh, Crockett's Tavern, mm-hmm. uh, that has some really fun places to sit out there. Uh, they do have some of our favorite moonshine out there. <laughs> our favorite. Literally. Like we have a lot of moonshine. I know. <laughs> yeah. We try all sorts of moonshine, but they have our favorite. <laughs> Uh, another fun activity in the evening, you can join in on the Chippendale um, sing-along, and that is always fun campfire. by the campfire yeah. and make some s'mores and enjoy a movie, and that's really an enjoyable activity mm-hmm. that we love and, mm-hmm. and cherish when we are out there. Um, and some other activities that uh, currently aren't open that would follow through the scene, this theming is um, you could take a canoe ride on the very serene waters over at Fort Wilderness as well. Um, they also, you could also do a kayak too, mm-hmm. um, but canoe seems canoe more the more theme. Rustic. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about horse-drawn carriage rides, mm-hmm. which you could do that, or wagon rides, uh, especially as I mentioned along the holiday time in the winter. You, 
it's mm-hmm. just spectacular to see the lights that mm-hmm. people put up. Yeah, and the decorations. Decor- it's one thing I also, I, I, when you're talking about Fort Wilderness and the Wilderness Lodge, is mm-hmm. that they're, uh, to me, their holiday decorations are, right. they're, they're the two best spots. That's true. Possibly in the, you know, outside of maybe some of the parks. Right. But as far as the resorts uh, and throughout Disney, yes. the Walt Disney World Resort, I love the way they decorate both Fort Wilderness and the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. Uh, what's really cool, well, they do it at both resorts. We've seen on some balconies at Wilderness Lodge some decorations as well, but at Fort Wilderness, people who, um, well, whether you're sta- whether they're staying at the cabins or in bringing their own trailers, mm-hmm. they decorate. They go, they go out. Unbelievable. They go all out. It's it is, uh, one of the most underrated things to do during, yes. during the holiday season is to just head over to Fort Wilderness, take the boat over from right. one of the parks or the resorts or whatever. And just go and cruise around and check out right. how people decorate their campsites, their trailers, uh, their cabins. Yeah. Because uh, they do. They, like, it's they, amazing. They plan it all out all year. This is like their big family vacation. Right. And they do it every year and they totally deck it to the nines. Yeah. They dec- they decorate it as if it was their house. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing, amazing fun to do that. Talk about winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, and another activity we're hoping to be able to participate in in the future is moseying on up to the Territory Lounge. Uh, inside Wilderness Lodge. It's just a really nice, uh, quiet... It's one of those underrated little lounges that a lot of people just bypass. Mm-hmm. And so you can easily get a, a, a table there. Um, in the holiday season, they have drinks that are, you know, themed, themed with the holidays mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, we, we tend to really enjoy that as well. So... Anyways, that is my review of a rustic, Old West kind of uh, type of vacation to have. I love uh, it. I think my my either my mouth is getting tired or my yeah, brain we've, we've or both. <laughs> like I said, there's so much to go through here on these days or these vacations if you want to experience them in certain ways that, that we've gone obviously through a lot of these. So I'm going to breeze through my last one really All right. quickly because pretty much because um, I talked too much. I'm sorry. No, I did too. <laughs> I went through all that food. Uh, no, I think this is all great information. I think people are going to love it. But um, I think if you're talking about in my last one is of course as you may have noticed from the last episode i am a star wars fan and one of the great things you can do at both not only the walt disney world resort but also the disneyland resort is you can do a wonderful star wars immersive themed day especially now with star wars galaxy's edge being open uh you can really have an incredible time now once Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser opens, <laughs> and if you have enough money in your bank and you can get the reservation, uh, that looks like that will be the ultimate in immersion, immersion yeah. <laughs> in, in a Star Wars fully vacation, or at least a couple day vacation. Right. But that's not open yet, and we don't know if we'll be able to get a reservation, and we don't know if we can afford it, but um, <laughs> we are going to do it somehow or another, whether we can afford it or not. We'll take out a loan, whatever we need to do, but we're going to do that. But as far as actually just doing a day either at Disneyland and the Walt Disney World Resort, they're pretty much the same um, when you approach it um, with some slight differences near the end. But the first thing you want to do is, uh, whether you're heading to the Disneyland Park or Disney's Hollywood Studios, is get there early. Make sure your tickets are tied to your My Disney Experience app uh, because you want to want to get there right at rope drop to be sure and secure that Star Wars Rise of the Resistance boarding group because, believe me, it's going to blow your socks off when you actually go on it for the first time (laughs) 
or even if you've been on it for the first time when you go on it again because it's amazing storytelling it's one of the most amazing attractions if not the most amazing attraction you'll ever experience especially for a star wars fan if you don't get there in time for the early boarding group there still are some chances uh later on the day but i haven't heard great things about um, necessarily it being available or right. being able to land it secure for sure. So your best bet is just to get there early and you're spending a Star Wars day anyway. So why not knock it sure. out and, and just be there at the beginning? So uh, then you also want to either whether, and this is going to be when fast passes are back again, right. either book that fast pass for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run before you get there for some point during the day. Or if you're there at Rope Drop, you can usually head straight to it and the wait time won't be so bad. Uh, you want it. I mean, believe me, at some point as a as a Star Wars fan, you're going to want to fly the Millennium Falcon. Right. Well, I was just going to say, you know, um, we've done it both with a fast pass and without, and the queue is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. It is a so good queue. Uh, actually, when we've gone through as a fast pass and missed a lot of things, we've mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, uh, next time. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, even if you do have to wait a little bit, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, it's not so bad right. when you're in there. You can even use your uh, data pad with the uh, Play Disney mm-hmm. app on there and uh, you know play a few games while you're in there. Right. And there's lots of great things to see, including great views of the Millennium Falcon itself um, that you know, just really cool details. Sure. you can take in uh but when, when you once you get there and, and you do get the chance to fly the millennium falcon be sure especially if it's your first time doing it to ask to be the pilot because really i mean yes being a gunner fine being an engineer fine really to experience it you want to fly right. the millennium falcon right i mean yeah that is what the what it's all about right. for the first time and it, that's where it's right. most fun so but it Understand that they can't guarantee that for everybody. No, but and if you ask, you, they try. You, you will probably get yeah. it. If it depends you ask. how how busy it is. Yeah. Whether they can actually move things around. But. Just just ask. Right. It can't hurt. They will try their best efforts to make sure that right. you get to be a pilot if you ask. Like I, I don't mind waiting another group if someone doesn't mind. You know, going ahead of me. Right. And uh, I'll be a pilot in the next group or right. whatever. So. Of course, right now it's just your single party anyway. So mm-hmm. you will likely, unless you're with three or four people and everybody wants to be pilot, that's true <laughs> yeah right now you're you're pretty easily you yeah. know it's, it's they're not putting groups together right. within the the cockpit so. there it's just going to be your group so you're probably okay uh once you get done flying the millennium falcon or if you are waiting for that fast pass later be sure to go buy uh ronto roasters and get that mm-hmm. breakfast ronto wrap eggs <laughs> sausage uh you know in a, in a wrap it's it's really really tasty and really really good and you'll enjoy it it's a great breakfast then maybe head over to the marketplace to do a little uh you know Batuan shopping right? because they have lots of interesting and unique things to, to go through there that you'll want to check out. Um, then, you know, hopefully your boarding group's being called by now, but neither way, you know, remember you, once your boarding group gets called, you have two hours until you need to get right. there. But I, you know, I highly recommend you getting there especially because it will tend to break down every once in a while because there's so many intricate things mm-hmm. involved around uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. But uh, you should go as soon as your boarding group happens and then go get your mind blown by it because it <laughs> will. Your Star Wars loving mind will be blown by yes. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Then once you've taken that, maybe you journey out of Batu for a little bit and head over to Star Tours. The adventure continues, whether you have a fast pass or a lot of times uh, the wait time won't be so right. bad. So you can go there and check out Star Tours. And it's just, it's old school, but it's great you know, right. visiting these lands. A lot of times now they have um, some of the scenes from the newer uh, films, Star right. Wars films, which are always interesting to check out. 
once it opens back up, now it's not going right now, but once it happens again, hope, uh, assuming that they open up uh, Launch Bay again, right. go check out the Star Wars Launch Bay. And they offer, you know, so many unique props and stuff that are used for the films or mock-ups of things that were used in the films. Always fun to check out. And you can meet some of your favorite characters right? there as well. Then head back over to Batu to Black Spire <laughs> Outpost. And you have a couple of options for lunch if you want. You can get a Ronto wrap again, right. you know, another wonderful option. Or head over to Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. Right. More of an expanded, diverse menu. Then spend the afternoon, you know, using the Play Disney app on your data pad and help the resistance. Or if you're you know, more on the dark side, help the first <laughs> order. Or if you're kind of in between, that's fine too. You can go on and go on your own and, and check out all the different games that are to play right. throughout there and run into some of the fun characters like Chewbacca, like Ray, maybe Kylo Ren, some of the stormtroopers right. there around there and just kind of explore throughout there. But be sure and stop by Doc Undar's Den of Antiquities to check out yes. all the interesting things that he's collected from his journeys across the galaxy. And maybe you can even make a purchase or two while you're there. There's some cool stuff right. to buy there. If you have a few extra credits to spend, well, you can't go wrong with uh, building your own <laughs> lightsaber at Sabi's Workshop. I hear that experience is amazing. Or, you know, you could also maybe if you're looking for a little companion, go to the Droid Depot right. and build your own droid. droid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, be sure and have your reservations going in to uh, stop by Ogus Cantina for a little happy hour, mm -hmm. maybe some exotic drinks while jamming out with uh, DJ Rex <laughs> while you're it. there. <laughs> Then it's time to head over to Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo for dinner. You know, I, right. we, I love the, the, the Braised Shack Roast, which is mm -hmm. a beef roast. Um, that's really good. But they have the Felucian spread. There's just lots of great, right. interesting dishes. The Tip Yip, if you're more of chicken. Uh, they have a shrimp uh, noodle mm -hmm. dish there that's really good as well. Uh, go check it out. Now, how this differs from Disneyland to the uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort are a couple usually in the evenings. Now... Uh, if you want to go and fully have this Star Wars immersive day and you're at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, you want to wrap up the day by finding that great spot once they get this going again, assuming they're going to, mm -hmm. uh, in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater for Star Wars or Galactic Spectacular right. because it's an amazing show, yes. fireworks, lasers, uh, projections that are will blow your mind. Right. Uh, it's so great. Again, if you have a few extra credits burning a pole in your pocket, <laughs> feel free to do the dessert party, which will get you a premium location there, right. as well as a lot of tasty snacks and beverages. Yes, and characters. Enjoy, and characters enjoy. Now, if you're at Disneyland, uh, they don't have a specialized Star Wars nighttime right. spectacular. But once they do get fireworks going again, head out of Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo to that kind of overlook there uh, where you're looking at the Millennium Falcon and look up when the when it comes fireworks time because it's the one of the greatest spots right. you're going to find to watch the fireworks launch up over right. the spires of Black Spire Outpost. It's Highly cool. recommend it. Yeah, it's a great spot and one that not a lot of people know about right, right. as far as that. And then, you know, a lot of times it clears out there so he can run right in and do Millennium Falcon Smuggler. Sure. Again, so. Yes. So um, that's just kind of a quick run through of how you can spend a, an immersive Star nice. Wars day. Lots of ways to do that. But uh, those are kind of just some suggestions that I have for you. And like I said, there's so many possibilities for an immersive day at the Disney Resort. You know, whether especially if you're at uh, Disney California Adventure Park and definitely right. when Avengers Camp yeah. opens, you want to do a superhero day. Right. You can definitely do that there. Uh, classic Disney Day, which I'm going to get into a little bit more when I uh, get into my tip 
of the day Ooh, later okay. on. Okay. Uh, maybe a Pixar day right. uh, would be great. There's lots of ways to do a, a day just enveloped in Pixar True. again, especially at Disney California right. Adventure Park. Or a thrill ride day. You know, there are lots of great thrill rides. If uh, you True. just want to, you know, you know, ride roller coasters and thrill rides till you puke, uh, you can definitely <laughs> do that. Uh, so, yeah, and there's fun. so many different ways that we didn't even explore right. here. But and we'd love to hear yours. What are your favorite ways to have kind of an immersive day? Yes. Or vacation while at either the Disneyland Resort or the Walt Disney World Resort or any of the parks that you enjoy. So great job, Michelle. Likewise, sweetie. So please, yeah, let us know what your favorite ways are. You can hit us up uh, on our email, our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. So that was a lot of fun looking at the immersive types of days or vacations you can have there. And again, we'd love to hear from you as what you enjoy doing as well. Most definitely. So uh, we've been long, so let's quickly get to the Disney stories of the week. I'm going to start with the fact that one of the most hard-rocking bands of all time is reportedly set to redo one of its biggest songs for an upcoming Disney film. Now, this is really interesting when I read this. It kind of blew me away a little bit. Uh, This is from Collider.com. Metallica is working with Jungle Cruise composer James Newton Howard on an orchestral version of Nothing Else Matters. That will be a, it'll play a key part in next year's Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt movie, the one that we're wow. expecting this summer that right. you know, unfortunately, like everything else, has been postponed, but sure. I know we're really excited about. Yes. Yeah, so listen to this story. The idea of Metallica working on a Disney movie is sure to raise some eyebrows among longtime fans of the band, but it makes a lot more sense when drummer Lars Ulrich explains how it all came to be. Quote, it really goes back to Disney production president Sean Bailey, who is a lifelong rock fan and is just all around one of the greatest, most friendly, generous, warm, and embracing people you'll find in the music business. I think he's always been a Metallica fan, and we've gotten to know each other well. My wife and I are big Disney fans, so there's a great friendship there, and he's always looked for the right match where there was a way that Metallica (laughs) could contribute to some project of theirs. Uh, This was the right fit with Sean leading the cavalry and with James Newton Howard and his track record and what he's done. So if you don't know uh, James Newton Howard is, he's an eight-time Oscar nominee, having been recognized for the films such as The Fugitive, Michael Clayton in The Village, and... uh, Working with him, as they, um, Lars Ulrich said, was one of the major appeals wow. uh, to him being a part of this uh, this film. So uh, he, 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 Ulrich goes on to say, quote, James Newton Howard, the man, the myth, the absolute legend, considering what he's done, it's an wow. absolute honor to have done this with him. And we're excited for the world to hear it. It's kind of an interesting morph because it's kind of, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's a very unusual morph in that it's kind of his arrangement of Nothing Else Matters, and we're playing it. Oh, we wow. wrote the song, but he took the song and rearranged it to fit something specific in the film. And obviously, I'm not going to give any of that away, but we then kind of took on his version of it. And I think it's all that should be said. So he doesn't want to leave (laughs) out too much. Yeah. 
end quote, excuse yeah. me. Uh, that's, uh, you know, so obviously he doesn't want to give too much away because it must be something very specific, right. but he says it's kind of an orchestral version wow. of that, you know, kind of hard rocking song, sure. you know? So really interesting. Yeah. I never really thought you, we would hear Metallica no. being in a Disney film, but I'm fascinated to see how this works out now. Yeah, it sounds really, really cool. I love it. Yeah, so uh, that's really, really cool news and interesting. And I thought, as soon as I saw that story, I'm like, oh, I have to bring that up because I yeah. thought that's fascinating. So uh, we also, we as Michelle already alluded to a little bit of this within her uh, topics of the day, we received an announcement of more dining options that are mm-hmm. getting set to reopen at the Walt Disney World Resort. This from the Disney Parks blog. As part of our phased approach to reopening, Walt Disney World is adding more guest-favorite dining choices this fall at Magic Kingdom Park and Disney's Hollywood Studios, which you'll definitely want to add to your fall dining must-do list. At Disney's Hollywood Studios, there's some Halloween fun in store Mm -hmm. at Hollywood and Vine, where Minnie's seasonal dining is set to return on September 25th. While it may look a little different than the last time you Mm -hmm. visited, you can get in the spooky spirit during Minnie's Hollywood Dine with a monster feast served at your table where you will be able to wave and snap photos of your favorite characters such as Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, and their friends. It's a boo-tastic time (laughs) filled with Halloween decor and music, scary good food, and more. So that's fun. It does sound fun. Yeah. Um, I've done, I don't know if you have, I've done the, the, um, holiday one and it's really it's it is a fun environment and i'm so happy to hear that they're tying in the halloween theme for this and it sounds like it's going to be adorable yeah really cool and uh, you know again more dining options things Mm -hmm. opening up and you know a way i mean obviously it's kind of from afar right but kind of a way to especially for the kiddos to be able to uh, you know be able to experience some of the you know, their favorite right. characters at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort. So moving on, and Michelle already talked about this. Beginning September 24th, guests can enjoy dining at the enchanted fairy tale setting of Cinderella's Royal Table at Magic Kingdom Park. Enjoy a delicious regal banquet with unforgettable main courses ranging from roasted chicken breast and tenderloin of beef to chef's fish of the day. Uh, the princesses will be taking a break, unfortunately, <laughs> from their royal duties, grading guests. Maybe Michelle will be there soon. <laughs> Uh, But there will be plenty of delicious fare and fun to be enjoyed in this beautiful one-of-a-kind restaurant. So that's good. Again, another place that you can have a nice meal, especially right there in the castle. Very nice. Yeah. Who doesn't want to eat in the castle? Exactly. Uh, Moving on, both of these immersive dining experiences will be available for reservations on DisneyWorld.com and in the My Disney Experience app beginning on September 11th. Additionally, some more snack and quick service options are reopening soon. Gaston Tavern at Magic Kingdom Park will return on September 4th and the ABC Commissary at Disney's Hollywood Studios reopens for walk-in quick service for lunch beginning on October 8th. So more dining options coming back. We're starting to get there slowly, really slowly (laughs) but surely uh, we'll get back to what we kind of know as normal. Finally, just want to wrap up with one more quick story and that we now know when we'll be revisiting the Clan of Two in a galaxy far, far away. from StarWars.com. The story continues. Lucasfilm and the Walt Disney Company announced Wednesday that the second season of The Mandalorian will debut on October 30th, only on Disney Plus, of course. So that's exciting. I know. So can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to visit the child, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call them, and The Mandalorian and the whole crew again and see where they're going to explore coming up for season two because season one was so So darn good. good. Nominated for 15 Emmy Awards. 
Awards, as a matter of fact. So so good. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation at the Walt Disney World Resort, someday again at Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, whatever (laughs) the case may be. And we always start with Michelle because she has the very best (laughs) tip. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. My tip is really tiny this week, but... Kind of like her. (laughs) It's funny. Um, It's really related to right now, if you have that opportunity to go to to Walt Disney World uh, throughout the holiday season, Halloween holiday season. And one is that at the Magic Kingdom, now even as adults, you can get dressed up in a costume. So... I, my tip is take advantage of that. Yeah, we don't that's, know. That's a rarity. Right, it's rare. These, right outside of the actual, uh, you know, the um, not so scary. Right. You know, that's, that's exactly. Rare. And, you know, so you obviously you'll want to read what, you know, the, the guidelines are for that because like for uh, an actual mask, uh, that's for uh, 14 and under, I believe is the cutoff, but, um, and you have to wear a you mask. You have to wear a mask, <laughs> but not a full facial right, mask. Yeah. Right. You know, so you'll want to know what, the, what their, their guidelines are for that. So you, once you get there, you can not have any issues, um, but take advantage of that. That's really cool. And, and really seek out photographers because um, they have these like magical cameras there that can actually capture haunts that that are in the park that you might not see you won't see them but but they're they're there yeah and their cameras can take get that in your shot so it'll be a really great keepsake and um you know have a nice memory and lastly is associated with this time frame and one that i've used many many times but really when they decorate for halloween it's great and you want to be sure to look up because there's some really spectacular things that are above eye level that you won't want to miss well i think i in this i don't know if it was last year or the year before we talked about when this is at the disneyland resort Mm -hmm. and taking the double decker bus and uh, we did it both ways up and down main street usa and i just counted the jack-o'-lanterns that were up posted above way above eye level so you have to actually look up to kind of see them um, and I think I counted over 200 yeah, of them I think up so. there. Yeah. That's, that's how much they deck it out. It's right. incredible. So, so definitely. And really unique faces mm-hmm. and the jack-o'-lanterns and just a lot of creativity. So you won't want to miss it. It's something that is really a treat. Yeah, really is. So yes. Not a trick. Not a trick. It's both. <laughs> it's a trick and a trick. <laughs> Uh, Michelle's tips, always the best tip, especially her tip about looking up, which is her very, very, very best tip. So uh, my tip is going to, since we were talking about immersive days, I'm going to revisit something I talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about our Disneyland, uh, you know, 65th, Mm -hmm. you know, looking back at 65 years of Disneyland around its birthday time. And that is kind of some of the classic... uh, attractions that were there opening day. So if you want to do like a classic day, an immersive day where you're just doing classic Disneyland stuff, stuff that was there from the beginning, right. from 1955, July of 1955, here are some of the things that you can do there, including some restaurants that still exist there nice. that were there in 1955. So uh, these are all attractions that were there on day one. Of course, Main Street USA, it still looks pretty much the same. And some right. things have changed about it, but for the most part, if you go look back at that pre-opening ceremony right. a vid where you know it wasn't even open yet at Disneyland if you go on Disney Plus um, it looks virtually the right, same exactly uh, so that's pretty much 
that's a great start right. for it. Uh, Walt Disney's Disneyland Railroad was there opening day. Of course, mm-hmm. the Jungle Cruise, the Mark Twain Riverboat, King Arthur's Carousel, the Mad Tea Party, mm-hmm. Peter Pan's Flight, which is probably the first thing you'll want to hit up because otherwise you'll be waiting there all day. No fast passes <laughs> at Peter Pan's Flight at Disneyland. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, right. Snow White's Scary Adventure, Casey Jr. Circus Trains, the Autopia, although, again, all these have probably changed slightly, uh, but they were there yes. to begin. I mean, they're either the same or, or improved. Right, right. And uh, once we th- get back to things being normal, and of course, obviously, it means Disneyland will be open again, <laughs> I, I highly suggest uh, doing the tour of the Take uh, take the Walk in Walt's Footsteps yes. tour. And hopefully, when they get it back open again, and you can visit Walt's apartment right. as the key part of that. Now, if you're going to dine while you're there during the day, these are the restaurants that were open on uh, day one mm-hmm. back in 1955. The Plaza Inn was, then it was the Plaza Pavilion restaurant, right. but it is still in the same location at the hub. Uh, the Golden Horseshoe right. is there. Again, there was a big show going on there. While there still is some stuff going on there, it's a little bit different now, but right. you still get a nice meal yes. there. The Carnation Cafe was used to be the Carnation Ice Cream Parlor, but it's the cafe and they have right. really good food yes. at the Carnation Cafe on Main Street, USA. And if you just want to grab a hot dog and a soda or whatever, the Coca-Cola Refreshment Center at the end of Main Street, right. USA. Also another great spot to just kind of pick up a quick meal right. and something that was there on day one. So those are all, if you want to just do a day that you're just saying, hey, I'm going to do stuff that I could have done right. Real throwback. on day one of Disneyland. These are all ways to explore. You just hit all these up and you're good to go. Great tip, baby. Thank you. So that's it for this week. Next week, well, we recently saw his special teaming up with the Walt Disney Museum to raise funds for underprivileged aspiring Mm -hmm. young animators. We witnessed his team up with Howard Ashman to become one of the best songwriting teams in Disney history on the amazing documentary Howard on Disney+. Plus. More importantly, we've been dancing and singing his songs for (laughs) decades now. He's an EGOT winner, a Disney legend and we're going to honor him on our next show it's going to be our alan Menken yes. appreciation show next week we're going to talk a lot about his life his uh all the things he's done right. with disney and some things outside of disney as well and i'm sure we'll play a lot of his music or exactly. at least portions of a lot of his music as well so you will definitely want to tune in for that and we would love to know uh some of your favorite alan Menken uh written songs right. from the disney library and yes. let us know when we will share that on the show as well yeah it's gonna be a fun topic it's it's going to be fun. We love Alan Menken mm-hmm. so much. And we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. Or the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> Please sign up for the newsletter. We'll let you know what's going on in the Hyperion Adventures world. It's just kind of an extra way to stay in the know with what we've got going on. Right. And as we've always said, we don't share that email with anybody. It's just to send the newsletter. Yeah. And we don't clog your inbox no. either. It's just once a week. Usually comes out on Tuesday midday somewhere um, maybe on Wednesday occasionally but usually on Tuesdays and that's pretty much it we don't try we don't send a bunch of stuff your mm-hmm. way it's just that one email once a week uh, you can also follow us on social media where you have a great time with a lot of different uh, people in the Disney community out on social media we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook Instagram and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast if you want to watch us for whatever reason you want to see how pretty michelle is you want to see how goofy i am 
Uh, but also we, you know, we add a lot of pictures and a lot of different things to help with the storytelling while we're doing this podcast right. as a visual medium. Uh, you can find us on YouTube by just doing a quick search of Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We'll come up, hit subscribe, and then anytime we have a new video, you will be the first to know. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always hit us up on our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And the other thing that we really love is hearing from you. So whether it's through our Gmail or with a review, we're really appreciative of that. And we always appreciate when you tell a friend about our podcast. Yes, tell a friend. If you leave a review, even better. But mostly we, we just like being in touch with everybody who you know listens, enjoys, or just involved in the Disney community in general. We just have a lot of fun. We've right. made so many wonderful connections yeah. through this podcast. So many great friends uh, throughout the Disney community. Um, we just love you know, getting to know you better. So, you know, please hit us up and whether it be on social media, whether it be through an email, whatever, we just want to know who you are and, and really, you know, and talk and have a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.